This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of FTX, a failed cryptocurrency exchange, was released on a $250 million bond after a hearing in New York. The bond package requires the one-time billionaire to surrender his passport and remain in confinement at his parents' home in California. On Wednesday, Mr. Bankman-Fried was extradited from the Bahamas to America. He will stand trial over eight federal charges, including wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and commodities and securities fraud. Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, met with Andrei Duda, his Polish counterpart, with whom he said he discussed strategic plans for the future. The meeting took place on Mr. Zelensky's way back from a flying visit to America, the first time the Ukrainian leader had left his country since Russia invaded in February. While in Washington, D.C., Mr. Zelensky met with President Joe Biden, who announced a further $1.85 billion in aid for Ukraine. America's economy grew more than expected in the third quarter, according to data released by the Department of Commerce on Thursday. Inflation-adjusted GDP increased at an annualized rate of 3.2%, compared with the 2.9% anticipated. The boost was driven by an uptick in consumer spending and business investment, encouraged by a strong labor market, despite rising interest rates and inflation. Meanwhile, Britain had the worst-performing economy of any G7 country in the third quarter, according to the Office for National Statistics. Its economic output fell by 0.3% between July and September, 0.8% lower than the same period in 2019, before the pandemic. Business investment fell by 2.5%. Most economists polled by Reuters predicted that the economy would contract further. Politicians in Scotland voted strongly in favor of proposals to simplify the process through which people can change their legal gender. The reforms, which are expected to come into force in 2023, will lower the minimum age to apply for a gender recognition certificate from 18 to 16 and do away with the need for a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria. A hospital in Shanghai reportedly told staff that it expects half of the city's 25 million people to become infected with COVID-19 by the end of December. The virus has been sweeping through China since the government moved away from its zero-COVID policy following widespread protests. Local authorities have reported only 390,000 cases or so, a figure many think is an underestimate. Micron Technology, an American memory chip maker, announced that it would cut its staff by 10% in the new year, as a new earnings report disappointed analysts. The microchip business is becoming a frequent victim of whiplash. Capital investment surged in 2020, pushed along by pandemic-era shortages, only to collapse in 2022 under pressure from inflation, interest rates, and lockdowns in China. And fact of the day. 6 million. The number of people that the Saudi Arabian government wants to attend the Hajj, the Muslim pilgrimage, each year by 2030. 
And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. 2022 in review. Another slow year for climate progress. This week, we are looking back on 2022. Today, science and technology. Climate action in 2022 has been largely disappointing. A UN report found that a mere 0.5 billion tons have been shaved off last year's gap of 17 to 20 billion tons between where the annual rate of carbon dioxide emissions would need to be in 2030 to offer a decent chance of limiting warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial temperatures. And what is implicit in political promises? At COP27, the UN's climate talks hosted this year in Egypt, commitments on fossil fuels were no stronger than the last time around in Glasgow in 2021. But the summit may have tipped the balance of debate on loss and damage, the idea that rich countries will pay poor ones to help them deal with damage caused by immediate climate-related disasters. And in December, a deal was struck at COP15, the UN's Biodiversity Summit, to protect 30% of the planet's land and sea for wildlife by 2030. Now, countries face the harder task of implementing their promises. 2022 in Review The Specter of COVID-19 For many in the West, COVID-19 has finally begun to fade from view this year, and more is being revealed about how it has changed public health. Efforts put into rapidly producing effective vaccines and tests could transform approaches to the treatment of other diseases, such as tuberculosis. Moreover, scientists' success in tracking COVID-19 in cities' sewers has renewed interest in the ways wastewater can help to monitor other illnesses. The pandemic's deadly consequences are becoming clearer, too. While the official global death toll stands around 6.6 million, The Economist's model puts the true number of excess deaths around three times as high. 20.6 million by early December. And the economic and political costs of the virus continue to be felt, especially in China, where a zero-COVID policy recently sparked rare protests. The authorities have now largely ditched the policy, unleashing a wave of cases across a population almost entirely new to the virus. For some, the pandemic's shadow still looks dark indeed. 2022 in Review Making Strides Towards a Circular Economy The gigafactories, in which batteries for electric vehicles are made, are in the vanguard of an economic revolution. Battery makers increasingly pursue circular manufacturing, a long-held dream in which firms make new products by recycling their old ones, thus reducing their environmental footprints. Sweden's Northvolt, for instance, aims to obtain half its raw materials, including lithium and cobalt, from recycled batteries by 2030. The challenges are complex. A lot of cobalt, for example, comes from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where many mining operations use child labor. Northvolt and other battery makers try to trace the origin of materials and check the standards with which they are produced to avoid buying supplies from nefarious outfits. 
and one day they hope to source lithium closer to home than Australia or Chile, reducing the distance traveled by materials too. Gigafactories are not yet examples of the circular economy, but they are laying a path for other industries to follow. 2022 in Review How the James Webb Space Telescope is Changing Astronomy In July, the first images emerged from the James Webb Space Telescope, the largest space telescope ever built. One of their subjects was the Cosmic Cliffs, stunning textured peaks of dust and gas in the Carina Nebula. The JWST's predecessor, the Hubble Space Telescope, snapped the same region in 2005, but the difference between the vistas could not be more striking. The JWST had already spotted baby stars among the peaks that no previous observatory could see. The JWST was launched on Christmas Day 2021, after 11 years of delays and at a cost of $9.7 billion. It has given astronomers their most powerful tool yet for scanning the cosmos in infrared frequencies of light. That will let them study many things they have struggled to examine in the past, in particular, the formation of stars and planets, from the universe's youth to present day. There will be a lengthy queue of astronomers eager to explore its startling potential. Daily Quiz our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Friday. What term was popularized by Richard Nixon to describe the many millions of people who did not take part in anti-war demonstrations but agreed with him? Thursday. Which newspaper title is shared by publications in Boston, Miami, and Albany, Georgia? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Samuel Stiles, who was born on this day in 1812. Good actions give strength to ourselves and inspire good actions in others. That's the world in brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.